This week, I go to work and learn more about the misadventures of my body. And I feel a sense of moe and how cute platelets and red blood cells can be. I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett, and we watch anime. Garrett, this week we take a time to reflect on the hard times that we felt during the pandemic. Working from home, missing our families, missing all the fun times we've had. At times like this, it's really important to note the value added that anime has brought to my life and yours from the outside. But what if, oh, but what if the anime was inside me the whole time? What if instead of blood, guts, and viscera, we have cute anime girls, coup today shonen action stars, and slice of life anime characters just doing their best inside of all of our limbs and digits and body parts? What a gloriously weird reality that would be. That's the picture painted by this week's show, the slice of life anatomical medical comedy known as Ataraku Saibo, or in English, Cells at Work. But before we begin, Garrett, what are new fans going to be expecting from this show? I don't care what the Je uh, Japan Department of Education tries to do. You will not educate me, and I will not learn if I don't want to learn. <laughs> it's like this is uh, this is the next stage of like uh, remote learning now with the pandemic. It's like let's learn through anime as best right. we can, and it is weirdly educational. But like, so I not to jump the gun, but I remember I gave my wife just like a sneak peek of this beforehand. She's like. Do people find educational stuff interesting? And I'm like, I'm having a blast. Like, <laughs> it was an interesting take. But once again, we are talking about the show Cells at Work, or Hataraku Saibo, as they will say a few times mm -hmm. in the show. Uh, the manga came out in 2015 and ran all the way to 2021. And the, this version of the anime, because there's multiple versions, came out in 2018 and ran until 2021. Okay. This is one of the first anime exclusives that Netflix picked up last year. So... Which just goes to prove that they will pay for any content. <laughs> I don't know. I think this is this is a pretty interesting take because it it's weird because like when you learn about you know the Latin words for animals and stuff like that, it's like what's the what's the least common denominator to get people to understand the same concepts? Let's use the body parts. Let's introduce anime through through blood cells and all that stuff. So uh, this show seems on its face like an educational kid show. Right, but it's sometimes way too jargony in my mind for kids, or too technical. Yes. So, it, and it's also weirdly scientifically accurate. Like I watched several doctors react to this show, and they're like, "Yeah, that's actually really incorrect in how they portrayed it." You know, so I don't know. It, but the first question we're going to ask for you, Garrett, and we'll yeah. go episode to episode. But the first question is like, was this show? Did the show seem to you as a kid show with adults that adults can like, or is this like an adult show that has some cutesy elements to it? Uh, honestly, I 100% believe this to be a show that they put together that they could show in the classroom. Like mm -hmm. they, I feel like the Japanese government or their department of education was like, Hey, kids love anime. Kids love manga. How do we get them more involved? That I bet you the manga was like, I would bet money that it was sponsored by like, like the like Japanese uh, heart association, you know, fighting uh, heart disease since yeah. 1965. I don't know because in my research, I didn't really see too much like 
where did this stem from? Who, who decided this was a good idea? And, and weirdly enough, I still think it works, even though like, what a weird idea it is. No, um, it, it works, but I definitely, I'm not going to say propaganda. I, it, it, to me, it doesn't, it's not entertainment as much as it's uh, educational material. Right, right. It's, it's very informative with like the comedy slice of life tropes that you'll get from normal, from normal anime. I agree. Right. Um, we're going to, so the way this episode is going to run, usually, you know, Garrett and I, we kind of go over each episode to episode on most shows, like explaining what happens. This one's going to be a little bit different, Garrett, um, in that we're going to go episode to episode, but each episode is based on like a sickness or an ailment or a, tr- uh, you know, a calamity that happens to this said body. And we're going to talk not just about like how accurate it is, but like what would the ramifications be if we really had legitimate little people in our bodies for <laughs> the whole time and like what that means for everybody. But I thought we did. Isn't that what inner space was? No, that was yes, just yes. traveling through my Or body. if you've ever been to like Disney World, there was, I remember there was this uh, Body Wars ride that existed. And it was one of those ones where you sit in and it like rumbles and yeah. like move, the chairs move. I remember for me, a kid with very serious motion sickness that I had trouble with Body Wars. But this is a much better, less nauseating version of, of, uh, of anatomy education. Um, and then the last thing I'll say before we go into the, um, the, the content of the show is the music's really cute. I love like, you know, the beginning where it's like, one, two, three, four, we are self at work. I loved it. It was just like, it made me smile every time. And I like, I just like couldn't be not smiling when I watched it. Cause like, honestly, much like, you know, uh, Monster Musume, much like a lot of stuff that's just so ridiculous and tongue in cheek. If you just like wash away what you're getting out of this show and just like sit back and, and just like have a good time with it, I love that part of it. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Garrett, talk us through like what's the show all about? It's very different from what we've we've reviewed before, but I just want to get a sense of like your idea. Right. Okay. So your your first character you're introduced to is uh, this girl, sort of a bumbling fool. Uh, she she appears to be new on the job. Uh, and she's a red blood cell. And you know this because she wears a red hat and a red mm-hmm. jacket. Um, and, of course, the show has this uh, narration that that lays over it and introduces you to all these characters. And as you said, sort of gives like a jargony background into, into who they are. But it primarily focuses on this one character, um, a, a red blood cell. But just before you get even to that, Garrett, like... I think what people need to know about the show is that it legit explains our bodily functions as right. if they existed as anime characters. Right. So you're right. talking about and red blood cells. So you have all like, these. You they're not nicknames. It's not their name. It's she is actually a legit red blood cell, but just represented as an anime girl. Right. So imagine like if inside of you, uh, you know, there was like a city with all the, and there's like different hallways that mm-hmm. go and do, there's a hallway with different doors that go to like different parts of your body. Right the rep there's like these representation of like the parts of your body as if they were but if they were structures in the real yeah. world you know like uh when they show the gastric stomach it looks like a lava pit right uh, when they show uh i'm trying to think how they represent the lungs um it was like they look like like wind turbines that exist within like a giant yes. dome I yeah. remember that was pretty interesting. Right, so obviously, like, it doesn't look like a lung, but you're in a room that has the air flow, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I get that this is the lung. Right. Uh, and it's all very factory-esque, you know, uh, because of the inner workings of your body. This is behind right. the scenes. And, like, the structures will... And then throughout the whole thing, it does explain in very medical terms like how these things function. Like she, uh, red blood cell tried to get, which by the way, she's called red blood cell, but like 
she's one of a bajillion, <laughs> one of trillions of red blood cells. So I don't know how the names work in this in this world that they exist in. They're just a red blood cell. Right. You know, and I guess you is good enough there, or I know you, or like, well, well, no, isn't it explained with our second lead character? The he gets an actual cell? name. Yes. Yeah, he actually well, gets an actual his name. His name is U one one four six. Yes. <laughs> so he actually is. No, no, I'm sorry. His name is Neutrophil. He's a Neutrophil. Yes. So. Yeah. You know my so my wife uh, wasn't a huge fan from the little bit that she saw. However, the show is very punny. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, like, he's a neutrophil, so his name is Phil, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and he's not just like, so he, so, yeah, so the first, so the first episode we're introduced to the idea of the body, who's in what, and what's their deal, you have a whole bunch of red blood cells, and they're, they're, the actual red blood cells job is to transfer gas, essentially, so mm-hmm. without the body. So take in oxygen, let out CO2, transfer to vital organs and release them into whatever mm-hmm. uh, excre- excretory function there is. But for some reason, this one is like a bumbling, can't do anything right, kind of like, you know, has issues with <laughs> directions and all that stuff. And I think well, that's, yeah, so go ahead. There, there, there's a terminology for her character type, isn't there? Yes, she's a, what's called a baka dede. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to go further into girlfriend archetypes, but hers is like, it's kind of like the like the idiot mm. WW character. So she's the... She's always screwing up, but it's so cute because she's But it's so fine. cute and she tries her best and all that stuff. So that's her, her trope and stuff like that. Okay. And it's weird to set up this weird romantic relationship between a red blood cell and a white blood cell, but they try to make it work, which I think okay. is interesting. Well, except only one is interested because the white blood cells on the... on. Let me dial it back before those words come out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, he has a... Uh, perhaps a bit of a personality disorder in yes. that he he does not have one. No, he has no personality. And my favorite part about the white blood cells. So let's let's frame the white blood cells. What do they look like? What are their what's their jam? Because we talked about the red uniforms and stuff like that. Red blood cells. They if not, generally think of people. what a generic anime soldier might look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cargo pockets on their pants, sort of a yeah. a flak jacket ask mm-hmm. but then just like paint it white yeah like imagine the statues white. outside of central park that like pose for money like the living statues right like the same color as their clothing that's that's what the white blood cell looks they, like they also wear ball caps yes that has a little antenna signal yeah that looks like a lollipop on the back of their head and it signals when when bad guys are all about so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah this is uh those are the first two characters we're introduced to um and once again, as, as anybody who's taken rudimentary biology would know, is the white blood cells are essentially the defenders of the body. They're our immune system. They're there to get rid of bugs and, and bacteria and viruses and stuff like that. They're kind of the first line of defense. Um, and that's kind of the first episode's function is that the body gets invaded. We right. now see our first bacteria. Yep. So talk me through it. What, what's the deal with, like, how does it frame when you get sick or get infected by something? So, so our first villain um, bursts, bursts onto the scene looking like... Legit uh, bursts onto the scene. Like, everything explodes in this show. Right, like, right. They just is, open a door and be like, hi, I'm here as a bacteria. It's like, I have to, like, Kool-Aid man through everything. <laughs> also, in addition to Kool-Aid man, there is a level of, like blood that makes me fear for the internal bleeding of the the character that in which all of this is housed but 
it's like if you get to that weird like marijuana thoughts of like if the bacteria bleeds do they have a cells that work in their body and you just like <laughs> ah! <laughs> so the first villain that we meet is a uh, streptococcus pneumococcus which is like uh, i can easily see if this was meant for kids you'd call him like streppy <laughs> Streppy or, or caucus or something that like wasn't like streptococcus, you know, pneumococcus. Well, streppy, has, streppy looks like Mega Man had a baby with alien. <laughs> yeah, it does. With like dreadlock whips on his head. Yes. And yes. he has like that weird like double voice effect like going through. Like you remember like how a bit remember of an those... echo like he like imagine if <laughs> the voice actor probably did that thing that we all did when we were a kid where he put a fan in front of his mouth. And recorded his lines talking through the yes. fan. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it was like it was like those. I remember we had bullhorns as kids that, like, when you talked into them, it could sound like a robot or like you could sound, right. like, you know, an alien. And that's what it's like. That was one of that like titty like <laughs> sound to him. So, uh, but yeah, he invades. So, the those, uh, so he he bursts onto the scene and his buddies get slaughtered immediately by the the white. T cell, um, which is not an actual a proper representation of what a white blood cell does. It doesn't whip out a Bowie knife and proceed to slash their throats open. I, how? When's the last time you were inside the human body? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know what the Bowie knives that my body. Science, has. science is just a best guess based on uh, you know empirical data, but they don't know everything. <laughs> imagine like we just need a microscope small enough it's not like an amoeba that wraps around the thing there's like legit like a small man and they're just like like shiving bacteria in the neck and blood flies out i would love if that was true everyone's t-cells are chuck norris (laughs) um so so while while the t-cell slaughters all of the streptococcus one gets away this one is particularly um wily and so uh, the white T cell saves the red T cell from this attack, mm-hmm. and she's very clearly smitten with him. And in his very droll lack of personality, he's like, "So have a good day." <laughs> he just like leaves, but he blushes, uh, so you know there could be romance in the in the fu- near future. Ooh, I'm blushing. So, so the red blood cell she goes about her business, and she has a package, and she's trying to bring it to the lungs because what did you say red blood cells do kyle they do they do the passage of of gases within the body they're they right gases. so she's trying to find the lungs so she's yeah. got like a dolly with, with a box like that a- says co2 on it so i don't know how co2 is in there i don't know what it looks like Here's right a- yeah so she's trying to find the door to the lungs and she yeah. opens up the wrong door and inside of it is streptococcus and he's looking at a map of the inside of the body because he's trying to find his way around. And this was one of the funnier moments of the show when he finds her and he looks and he's like, <laughs> and she uh, closes the doors of then he hands <laughs> out the wall going, don't act like nothing happened. It was a great line. I love that. Right. And, and so um, he's about to attack her and the white blood cell shows up again to save the day but streptococcus gets away okay because and this is once again i'm like this is a kid's show but it like makes legit scientific things so bacteria especially streptococcus has the ability to encapsulate itself so mm-hmm. it can't get uh phagocyted or, or just wrapped around and surrounded by white blood cell mm-hmm. and they actually made that a thing here i was like holy cow they're legit 
making a real way of for viruses or bacteria to protect themselves and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, this one's capsulated. Uh. <laughs> so, so white blood cell says he's going to help red blood cell get to where she's going. Mm-hmm. And so they're walking together and she's pushing this dolly and he's on high alert. Mm-hmm. He's trying to trying to see where Streptococcus is, and he's staying with her because his alarm, his little mm-hmm. lollipop antennae, keeps going off. So he's like, "This thing is around here. This thing is around here." Mm-hmm. But after a while, and after walking red blood cell around, he's like, "All right, clearly something's malfunctioning with my antenna or whatever. I've got you to where you need to go. Go on your way." And she goes on her way, and she, she reaches the lungs. And you, it cuts to a scene of the white blood cell who is away from her now. And it dawns on him that his alarm is no longer going off. And he's not with her. Why? Streptococcus is hiding in the box, y'all. <laughs> it's a bit of the call's coming from the house. And he has like the, the claw going through the box. Yeah. So Clever, clever girl. <laughs> clever girl. <laughs> That is actually a perfect representation. And my another favorite part of it was she thinks all is lost. She's trapped in the lungs with this bacteria. And all of a sudden, white blood cell, who's not, I guess, on top of being part of the immune system, is part of like the exposition squad of the of the body too. He's like, she's like, how did you get here? He goes, we can pass within membranes. Ha <laughs> like, He's like bobbing through the ceiling and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. Sure, 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 sure. I'm like, don't know how that works, but okay, I guess they can do it. So, and so they have a fight and like the encapsulation is is trying not to happen. So final plan, they get him to the lungs Mm -hmm. and there is one final spot. He's like, I got you trapped now. And then all of a sudden he hits this spot on the floor and white blood cell hits a button and he gets trapped in a water molecule and then sent into a rocket IV, IV a sneeze, basically, is a sneeze, and shoots him off in his face. <laughs> so I think that's a genius way of explaining how our body works in that way. But let's talk about the implications, Garrett, right? The first okay. one we talked about is that things have blood. Blood cells have blood. Bacteria has blood, which is weird. The second thing that I thought was really wild is that I don't like it that there's cells that don't know how to do their job. <laughs> <laughs> like the idea that there's like inept red blood cells just like like don't get around in my well, blood i mean there's got to be right they can't all be perfect <laughs> there's like no standardized testing in in my body like everything is it's like you know mediocre at best it's okay to have b plus red blood cells in here right. and uh that, that's why my body it's good that my blood is uh a negative because at least they're you know great mm. so um yeah, that's why my blood is i have no idea what my blood is <laughs> i actually this is on the side I've, I've been trying to get my wife's blood type for like the longest time and she goes to the doctor and like the doctors just don't want to tell her for some reason it's like a, a kit i could buy online and i could do it myself or like you're do, drawing blood from her just like get the 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 blood yeah. type and they just like you know you know what you should do i found really works in this world is call up and say i'm her husband and they'll give it to you <laughs> like ah patriarchy yes absolutely i will give you her private information so and that's i think and also the last thing i thought was weirdly pleasant about this world is that if i like the idea that there's like break rooms in my in my body that have like free tea and that like white well, blood cells and red blood cells are hanging out and like sitting on benches and drinking tea. I'd like to know that they have a space. Well, I, I, I did body. find it particularly funny that uh, the cells that carry nutrients in the body basically carry around Italian subs. 
Like <laughs> that was another thing I loved is that the the, the uh, representation of nutrients is that like basically the world transfers sandwiches around the world. So you're either carrying boxes of gas or you're carrying big bas picnic picnic baskets of sandwiches. Right, I think it's just great. So. Um, yeah, uh, I think uh, this is great. This is a really good, funny episode. Good way of introducing the show. And, right. uh, and But uh, there's another group that we meet in there, and they're kind of more important in the second episode, and that would be the platelets, Garrett. Mm. Which, as we know, is the blood clotting part of our of our bodies. When we have a cut, they're there to... Yes, we do know that. Mm -hmm. You didn't know that about platelets? Eh, maybe. <laughs> I, I would have gotten it on a multiple choice test. <laughs> So the platelets, yes, are, are there to clot the blood. It's uh, it's important for you to not bleed out when you get cuts. But how are they represented in the show? How are these like tiny little things that are meant to clot the blood represented? They are represented as tiny little children's children that like are kind of like the uh, book character Madeline. Like <laughs> yeah, they're all wearing onesies. Like they don't they wear very large t-shirts and mm -hmm. rain boots and like it's like they're nighty shirts. Yes, and they're like they're not just little, but they're like cutely little like they right. they say like you know Big sister, like they do stuff like that right and and when like the red blood cell and the white blood cell come along and they find them and they're trying to like unload a box and it's too tall and they're like eh, <laughs> eh, eh, like jumping trying to grab the box and then they get a spirit of moe because they all go uh cute and their faces get all nice and relaxed and stuff like that so that's my next question we've you now understand Moe now a little bit more. These mm -hmm. characters, I say, are like the most Moe characters. They're like explicitly there for Moe. Did you feel any Moe for the platelets, uh, Garrett? Now that you know what that is. Uh, no, I mean, I'm glad I now have the proper ter terminology to identify what I've seen in many, many shows. Uh, no. But no, I didn't feel it. <laughs> Garrett's like, if them kids. He's like the Michael, ja the Michael Jordan thing. That's just like, if them kids. So you're going to say the Michael Jackson and the kids. I'm like, no, I would have. No, 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 that's very different. I would have moed real I hope, hard. I hope no one, I hope I did not actually slip into Jackson. I hope I stopped myself at some point. Because that would have been really rigging awkward for everybody involved. So we're now in episode two. And we get to what learn what happens when your body gets a scrape. Mm -hmm. And, uh. Well, so what happens to the world of cells that work when a well, scrape happens? It explodes, Kyle, because everything explodes always. Everything explodes just explode. in your body when things happen. One thing that kind of bothered me about the scrape is that to represent the scrape, so imagine that the city is like, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of what like the cities in the Matrix would be in that they're right. underground with like 12 layers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what bothered me about a scrape was that it was represented almost cylindrical like a bullet hole. Like when a sinkhole, yeah. It should have been more of Grand Canyon-esque in its yes. like yes. Ir irregular shape. But I digress. Imagine if there was a city and all of a sudden there was like a sinkhole eight stories deep in front of you. And it's like an air vacuum that is like sucking out all of the red blood cells. So you're spurting blood. Right. Yes. And but my another thing, just like before you go forward with that, which is crazy, is that like it also makes me realize how much better like medical terms sound in Japanese than they do in English because like you see the subtitle for what people are screaming. They're like the vascular endothelial layer, but it just sounds better when it's screamed in Japanese as opposed right. to in English. Like if we did that, it's just like someone's like George. <laughs> Someone sure. like, <laughs> um, and so 
so the red blood cell gets caught in this vacuum and she's like, no! And on her way out, there's like the 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 arm grabbing the wrist action. Uh, and, v- v- via, vis-a-vis uh, cliffhanger. Yes. And she's, yes, like she's posing like Stallone in cliffhanger. And, <laughs> and it's the white blood cell who told her at the end of the last episode, I'm probably never going to see you again because, you know, there's trillions of us. <laughs> But he but they somehow her. keep bumping into each other. He catches her and and like saves her. Uh, and we start to see the bad guys of this episode, which are Staphylococcus, Streptococcus, and Pseudonomus. Yes. And essentially, there is bacteria on the outside of your body. Yes. And it's fine that it's there. But when you get a scrape, it gets into your body and it's not supposed to be there. No, and the way also the bodies are represented in the show actually look like the actual physical, what kind of is actually a good representation of what the actual bacteria look like. Like the um, the Aurelius, the Streptococcus Aurelius one is at Aureus is actually really good because it is actually yellow on a microscope and it looks like little balls in like a in like a Christmas tree pattern. And like the Pseudomonas actually looks like that. You know, different. They're things. all kind of insecty. Like. Yes, they kind of look like. Um, if I was to say it looks like you're not, you're, we're going to talk about this show later, but it kind of looks like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure in that like everybody looks inorganic, but also buff at the same time. Like, I don't know how it is. It's like the weirdest right. thing. It's like everybody's a crop top. Like there's just <laughs> open bacteria abs, but like the chest plate is right. Like right. rock or mineral or something like that. And I don't know. Like it's like their costume designer uh, also designed Aeon Flux's uniform. Yes, it's it's Aeon Flux mixed with like the Fruit of the Loom grape. <laughs> mixed with like Prince's kiss video where he had the crop top up to his nipples. Oh. <laughs> so so yeah, so they're all like and and what I also thought was a, a weird implication of this is that apparently they're like sharing information with each other on your skin. They're like, oh, I know that like sometimes the real bad guys don't come too much later. So if we stay here and just let keep letting people in, we're all set. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but eventually they get they get trapped. So these these bad guys, the 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 uh, Staphylococcus streptococcus, they are beating up on everyone in the world. It doesn't. Have, help that there's a vacuum sucking people yeah. out. Um, but uh, as much as the white T-cell guy is like taking heavy fire, he's yeah. telling the red blood cells to get away, run, he'll defend them, and he's getting cornered. Uh, and, and the bad guys, the villains, are getting real arrogant because they mm-hmm. think they're on top. Until the white T-cell man says in his completely emotionless way, uh, that the strongest are about to show up. And who do we see show up, Kyle? We see those cutesy, tootsy platelets. <laughs> you see little Ray Boots going, kung, 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 like these little, like, like the Morton Salt girl going like, kung, 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 kung. play with us, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, and you're like, what are these little suckers going to do? And apparently platelets also, as you know, plot, but they also like, trap you in the fibrin within it. Right, they, they're part spider. Yes, they're basically, they can make like sticky like goo traps for... for right, so, so they, they weave uh, this spider web uh, uh-huh. of sorts that, that seals up the hole to stop the hemorrhaging so that the person that we're inside of stops bleeding. And what this does is it doesn't 
hurt the villains inside, but it stops them from adding new. So, you know, think of like the Avengers. It's like all they had to do was close up that hole from the other galaxy because they can beat a certain number of guys. But if more people keep coming through, they're not going to beat them. Which was kind of the plot of every Marvel movie at that point was like close the giant laser in the sky. Was this yeah. Thor, all, both Thor movies, <laughs> you know, Captain well, America. Well, yeah. And, and like, I mean, Avengers in particular, like they really needed, what was there, four event? Was there four Avengers? Four Avengers, yes, because I think yeah, Civil War counts. Civil in, War counts, yeah. They could have done it in two. Oh, you're counting Civil War? I am. Because there's Endgame, End Civil War, the first and second one, the uh, Age of Ultron, right? Was there two Age of... There's two Endgames. Oh, okay, so then you know what? I forgot that there were two Endgames. It's kind of like the Deathly Hallows. Uh, am I making that Why? up? Yeah, let's 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 you know it's it, it, research is always good in an audio in an audio format. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Avengers, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, and yeah. Endgame. Endgame. Right, folks. Okay. <laughs> totally pertinent to the conversation at hand. Lasers coming from the sky stop them. <laughs> it's the same thing here. Yes. And, and so, but what's great is, again, you learn something because these platelets create this web and it traps the bad guys in there. But what we also see mm -hmm. is the T cell and the red blood cell fall into the web and they're safe, but they get stuck. And what they realize is more and more T cells and blood cells start getting stuck like the biggest claustrophobic dog pile nightmare you could ever imagine. Right. Yeah. I guess like this is that this episode would be bad for two people. One. Yeah. Claustrophobic people, because that's a scab essentially. Scab is essentially the fibrin collecting with red blood cells. That's why it kind of looks reddish and then it turns brown. That's, that's yeah. a collective of blood. And the second is for people who are germaphobes. Cause then they're like, wait, you're telling me there is, you know, like these gross ass, like, you know, Jojo's bizarre adventure monsters on my skin at all times. And they can get in at any point. Oh, wash my hands, wash my hands, wash my hands, wash my hands. I can imagine that's what's going through someone who's like a severe germaphobe. Right. Although I will say there's a bit of a plot hole here yeah. in that our lead characters are created in this scab, which means they will dry out and get picked away. They're dead. Means means they would die. In normal ways, they would die, yes. And yet, episode three comes along, and they're still with us. They're still with us. And they still bump into each other because it's a very important day because it's probably November, December in Cells at Work world, and the flu season's there. So gotcha. yep. the flu's there. What happens when we catch a flu, Garrett? Like, what does Cells at Work make it seem like, you know? Uh... <laughs> It gets wild. It does. It really does. Um, so basically, it's it. The best way to describe it is your body starts playing an internal game of whack-a-mole, <laughs> in that bad things keep happening everywhere, right? And it's panicking to fend it off at all fronts. It's like, right. wait, he's he's overheating. Make him sweat to cool him down. Yes. Wait. He's doing this. Wait, and it's just like uh, it was. It was wild, man. Yeah, it's. It also turns into an episode of like The Walking Dead, or right because or the like villain Resident is Evil because by, the villain is portrayed by a zombie with like a Mario Brothers mushroom on top of his head. Which is actually once again, and if I have to like take on because I love medical stuff, 
is actually a good representation of what a virus does. And, you know, in the world of COVID, it's also really good to know how viruses work because viruses aren't living cells. They're actually like rogue DNA that attaches to living cells and then inserts their, their genome into another cell and uses their thing to make more of itself. So it's like, it's like this virus is one of the things you, that aren't actually living they're not really living things. Right. Because they don't have any of the cellular wall. They have none of that stuff. So, but the, so, so the way it is, it's like, it's like this mutant hat that when it goes on anything's body, you turn into like, yeah, like you said, like Toad from Super Mario Brothers, but a zombie. <laughs> That's what happens when... <laughs> And, and so we're introduced to a lot of other characters in this episode. Yeah, this is when, like, the, one that, the heavy hitters of the immune system start showing up. Right. So we were introduced to uh, killer T-cells, mm-hmm. um, which are, they're like the white T-cell, except that they're in, they are in military black. And they're like Jean-Claude Van Damme playing Guile in the Street Fighter movie. They're <laughs> constantly looking for a fight. Yeah. Everywhere. And they wear a ball cap that says kill. Kill on it, yeah. Yeah, and they have a Blue Lives Matter patch. I'm kidding, I'm <laughs> kidding, I'm kidding. Sorry, guys, I'm just playing out there. Just playing it out, yeah, yeah. But they're, yeah, because they're, they're killer T-cells, and that's yeah. that's their jam. But what that's that kind of leads me to another thing that I love about this show with the white blood cells is that, like, white blood cells have, like, two volumes. They're either, like, that, like, oh, we're just, you know, no no personality. But when they see a bacteria, they're like, oh, I'm going to get this thing! And like their eyes get really it's, big. It's like they straight up shoot roids into their butt <laughs> and pound like dry creatine. They just like throw it into their mouth. They're like, oh, yeah, let's like, go. Let's do this. Like they grow like, you know, dirt lip on their phone. <laughs> their testicles shrink up and now they're ready to, ready to do some reps, bruh. <laughs> Spot me. Um, Spot me, bruh. Let's do this thing. Uh, we are also introduced to uh, what I thought was really, I don't know if I was bothered by this pun or if I enjoyed this pun. Na- naive T-cells? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Cells? Yeah. So, so, so as everybody should hopefully know is that white blood cells can eat, will basically eat other smaller things but if they need like a lot more help t-cells are actually so macrophages and t-cells you see her are actually like a lot bigger than white cells and they're only made for this and they kind of travel through the lymphatic system and they're there for like real serious emergencies like viruses and stuff like that and macrophages are actually humongous in comparison to like a white blood cell but and and, and and in this episode macrophages are portrayed by Buxom maids with cleavers. <laughs> with like cleavers. And they're, they're like, hi there. I'm so sweet. Oh, and she like uses her cleaver like pyramid head from, from Silent Hill. And she's right. going to but, but she also, she, she gets surrounded in a circle and with a cleaver, she essentially does what Angelina Jolie did in Wanted with like the curving bullet and just like <laughs> takes them all out. Yeah. So and back then, yeah, so everything explodes and there's so much blood so much blood and you know what's crazy that there's zombies but like these are people that you were living with before so there's no like we're not worried about them we're not thinking about them they're all zombies now there's no like hey man if the the... zombie apocalypse comes he who hesitates is also a zombie (laughs) that's correct that's correct i don't care if it's your mother your sister whatever it's them before you because their brain is addled yeah especially if it's got a, a you know mutant mario hat on so, but then another thing, as you said about the naive T cells, so naive T cells are basically killer T cells that specialize 
based on the attack that happens. So in the beginning, they're called naive T-cells because they basically can't do much of anything until the, the threat has been identified, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and before we, one of the interesting things about this influenza episode was when we, when we reached the end. And so this, as you said, the naive T-cells was portrayed by this little boy. Yes. And the killer T-cells are like, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to be a man? When are you going to be able to... They are toxic masculinity in your body. <laughs> right. And then he has this moment where he goes to this, like, I think it's a dendrite, which is like the, 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 the dendrite cells, yeah. Of, yeah. of the body. Yes, it, it basically informs the na- naive T cells, like, yeah. what they're supposed to do in, in this situation. But it doesn't show it like that in the show. No, it shows it like like, gives you a pep talk by showing you a photo album. Like, I was... I'm wishing that it's that as opposed to actually how right, biology right. happens. I kind of also, I wish, I wish a dendrite was more like the, the baboon from the Lion King, <laughs> but um, like providing great wisdom, Perfecti. but also with like a nice, like funny smarm, you know? Um, it's but, like, oh, a squash banana. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, this, this naive T cell uh, goes to the dendrite and he learns that the reason why the T cells are being tough on him is really because of what happened to them, which is like this whole weird thing about how abusers are probably the ones that are abused when they were kids. And so continue anyway. the cycle of abuse. Go on. Right. Which causes this little blonde naive T cell to super Saiyan. And he turns into like Fabio with this. With China from WWE's muscles. Right. China from WWE's muscles. And this freaking blonde. I, it's not a faux hawk. It's not a mohawk. But it's, it's, like, it's like, imagine like you only grew out your widow's peak for three years. Yes. And he multiplies. Like, yes. So he creates an army of these buff boys. And what did we learn from all the abuse that he got too? Is like, he just walks in. He's like, sorry, we're such a pussy guys. Let's do this thing. <laughs> and the other guys are like, whoa, Naiti Cell finally grew up after all of that torturous emotional abuse. <laughs> And so he, he and his army of clones, which are like buff, slim shadies, uh, <laughs> destroy influenza. And while they're there celebrating in their victory, mm-hmm. one more zombie mm-hmm. is crawling over the hill mm-hmm. and feeling so strong after super saiyaning up the naive T cell says, I'm going to put him out of his misery. I'm going to knock that mofo out. Mm-hmm. He's running at him. <gasps> like I'm thinking Tariko is about to knife and fork him right in the face. Right. And as he gets there, the influenza backhands him <laughs> and just like smacks him to the ground. And they see on his mushroom spore head, this little A and they yeah. go, Oh no. It's influenza A. And that's when the show became hyper topical. Yes. Because they're like, influenza A is known to produce pandemics around the world. And you're like, oh my God. Okay. All right. So what you really should be worried about with COVID is, yeah, there are just mushroom things flying around that want to attack your your cell people in your body. And another so so there's Three things I wanted to bring up that I th- from the show. The first off was the B cells, which is the, the cell that produces antibodies, which is another line of defense. Is like is this dude with a giant super soaker essentially, and he's like, oh, 
So that's, that's one that I thought was really funny. The second one was Memory T-Cell was another one of my favorite characters because okay. he looks like everybody else, but he keeps like 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 a love journal, <laughs> like a memory journal in his hand. And he's like, I learned that this thing, you know, that this influenza does this. So, and it's like the way that like, your body makes better, you know, responses from how from another you right. know, that saw, right. and then or this one gets mutations. Thanks, Hamper Helper T Cell, which was really really funny because of that. Um, and then and the third thing that was really funny is that the help the killer T cells have like a very specific laugh that's kind of very similar to like like they're going like ho 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 and like ha ha. So like ha 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 ha, ha and they all do it together in unison. I thought that was freaking hysterical. So yeah. A lot happens in this episode, though. That's for dang it, it was absolutely a lot. Um, <laughs> but it was hyper-informative. But at times, the show suffers from getting a little into itself with the jargon and the exposition, as you have stated already. And you're like, oh, I was enjoying this. And then you kind of really dragged everything. that out. You stopped everything for, like, intro to organic chem, you know? <laughs> Right. We stopped this fun slice of life anime to give you, you know, actual biology. So somewhere Manny Emanuel is splooshing over this. Uh... This is like that reference would be understood by maybe a total of six hundred people on the earth. <laughs> I don't know how many of them actually listen to this podcast. So um, the last, and then we're going to go over the last episode before we finish this off, and that's when we learn about food poisoning. Like what happened with food poisoning? As you said. Uh, when food, our stomach is basically Mount Vesuvius and it's got lava, but it's also like an aquarium at the same time. So people come to visit the stomach. Right. And, and, the, and they see the gastric acid uh, breaking down the proteins. Right, exactly. So, um, which I think is, is fascinating because like it does teach, you know, how digestion works. It does give like really good solid information. But then all of a sudden we are now introduced to uh, another set of, uh, you know, Mm-hmm. Another, well, we got just three new cells. That's the first thing. But the third thing is the Vibrio Parahemios, which basically looks like the mold that grows on food if you leave it out in the kitchen too long. But okay. Like, oh, that was the white, the white, the white yeti. fuzzy bear with it like, like a yeti. Yes, it with like, like honeybee eyes from um from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yes, but with like hexagon eyes, like beehive yes. eyes, and so you're like. This. <laughs> And we're introduced to two new, well, three new cells. One is the mast cell, which is the fat cell, but that, that's really just an inform, informational cell. But then you get two more. You get the pink, you know, useless one known as the eosinophil. Right. And then you get the, the second one, which is called the basophil, which is apparently is um, the most emo cell in your body. Right. The, ba- ba- the basophil is essentially Ezio from Assassin's Creed. Like, who gives it who talks strictly in haiku <laughs> <laughs> and and he never actually does anything but he like stands in the shadows and like and, and lays out like riddles yes his job so what the hell they explain it is like first off they say we really don't know a lot about this one but we do know is it sets off your histamine response so that means that like he just like sets off all the sprinklers <laughs> and he has an umbrella he's like He's such a bummer. He's just constantly setting up the fire alarm and like holding an umbrella so he never gets wet. And then when they say like, "Hey man, what the hell?" He's I like, have to "Evacuate the hotel again." The lava pits. The hell of Hades fires up to it. You're like, you are no fun at parties, Basophil. <laughs> <laughs> he he sits in the corner at parties strumming a guitar. When someone asks what he's up to, he's like, "What are any of us up to in this void that we call life?" <laughs> now sit around as I strum Wonderwall. 
So, and then we meet uh, Aosinophil, uh, which is, he's like this cute little detect pink detective with like, uh, right. with the fork you get at Nathan's, but like. She could, also be, yeah, she could also be like fl flipping burgers at like a drive-in in the 1950s, like. Yeah, her weapon is, as I said, it was like, it's like, you know, the Nathan's fries fork that you get, that's like, right. <laughs> but that but, but bigger. <laughs> but right, and she is this. This pink, we'll call her the Pink Ranger. She's the Pink Ranger. She's Kimberly. She does the gymnastics. She, she was she was portrayed as being weak, mm -hmm. but only up until a point because every part of our body, except for apparently the appendix, <laughs> has like a purpose and has a reason. <laughs> so she's, so I've never thought that I would feel bad for an immune system cell that I did because she was just, Constantly getting crapped on by the body, other body parts. You're like, poor eosinophil. And the people who are talking about her are making zero effort to whisper. <laughs> They're just like standing right next to her going, man, that pink ranger's a piece of crap. What's she even doing here? <laughs> they're like, like, like they're trying to block their mouth, but they do the wrong side. So it's just like, <laughs> you can <all> mess <laughs> their mouth. <laughs> And you feel bad for her. And she's like, I suck. And white blood cells like, no, you don't. Just wait for the right time. And all of a sudden, this giant moray eel shows up in the middle of the stomach lining. And you're like, holy crap. <laughs> Talk us through what happened, Gear. What happened there? Well, everyone is scared of this giant eel that's coming through the stomach lining. So what we're learning, first we learn about food poisoning mm -hmm. is... Uh, they fight this first wave mm -hmm. of bacteria. Mm -hmm. um, and they, it's a bacteria uh, that comes from the sea. So it yeah. lives in seawater. So this person and had so bad fish, basically. Right. Um, and the body fights it off. And they're like, they're like, red alert has been turned off. Everyone's allowed to go back to their station. But then they go back to like the control room, which has like radar. And yeah. there's like this very Jaws-esque. It's Godzilla. This is 100% how Godzilla's happened. Like every movie is like, you see the boop, boop, coming towards the harbor and it's big and everything like that. Right. And the guy's like, well, everything's over, right? Yeah, we should be good. It's <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> giant like Morello's like. And he, so. and he comes out and everyone is frightened as all hell. But... Asinophil, the Phil, the the Pink Ranger, she is not going to give up, and she runs at that mofo with her trident and spears him through the head, through the forehead, because through she is forehead. specialized for parasites, which is what the the they right, what is called he came from sushi. Is. Essentially, he came from sushi. Yes, he's like a nematode that like you ate accidentally when you had bad fish, essentially. Right. And he fell into the pit of despair. Yes, and then uh, our and girl the person almost threw up. Right, exactly. And they also show what it looks like when, when, when vomit happens. They called it amesis, which is, just means another word of saying throwing up, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And, like, you see the, the volcano of, the, of gastric acids fly out. So mm -hmm. it, it does give scale a real important thing. Right. So, so once again, it's, so it's interesting to find some of the implications from this show is that the stomach is an aquarium that people can visit. Um, and, uh, and your stomach acid is not acid, but lava from the fiery pits of Cerberus's ass. Mm -hmm. And and that parasites are that you would be able couldn't find under a microscope is like the size of Godzilla in your body. So that, those are the implications of that of the world that happens when you have food poisoning, which is crazy. So 
So I, I appreciate you watching this. Um, after yeah. watching all this, the, the three que two questions I'm going to have are, did you learn anything? I know, like, maybe biology wasn't your favorite subject because it seems like you didn't really like well, I way preferred biology over chemistry. That's but true. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I remembered a few things and I learned a few things. That's good. And secondly, um, to, to kind of, like, go over it is, like, did you feel you were too old for this show? Because I'm still, I'm still weighing it because of its – like, I don't think things in a cute veneer are necessarily just for kids, right? Like, mm -hmm. if you give it a cute, uh, objective veneer, but it, like, has a very in-depth medical thing, I think it's, I don't think I'm too old to watch it. I mean, there's a reason why Netflix mm -hmm. had it. So it's like, I don't know, what did you think? I did not think I was too old to watch it. Right. I think that someone might not like it because of the style and the content and that it really wasn't educational anime. Mm -hmm. But in terms of, like, age, I've seen... We've seen way darker shows that have that moe flavor to it. Yeah. You know? So, no, I didn't think it was like, and the, the lead is a romance. Oh, my God. This is, this could be any anime, you know, except mm -hmm. that it gets a little in over, a little deep on the technical side of things. Yeah. But, no, I don't think that I'm too old or that anyone could be too young. I mean, I guess someone could be too young for it if they're like, I don't understand the words coming out of your mouth. Yeah. But, the, the, the two... The two motions that you're mainly supposed to get out of the show are one, like relaxation, because like the conflict happens, but it's nothing too crazy. Like you know, you never get too stressed mm -hmm. out. The second thing is like comedy. There's some really funny like slapsticky parts, and it's not like very advanced humor either. So, yeah, but at the same time, like, and I don't mean this as a joke. Like, it's going to get real dark when they introduce cancer. Well, uh, it's it, they do introduce cancer, which is crazy. They also introduce dehydration, which gets, gets pretty wild. But that leads me into the thing that this is actually a, like, show um, franchise that doesn't just focus on this body and this particular character set. There is another Cells at Work show called Cells at Work Code Black, which just recently came out. You know, this CSI law and orderification of these shows... But it's actually, like, a different show. Is there a David Caruso in, in, in uh, Cells at Work Code Black? It's like... Yeah. It's like... That... That's a body, not just an antibody. No, it's so. So the first show explained was a slice of life, relaxing comedy. Cells at Work bl Code Black is like the opposite direction. It's a drama. It's very serious, and it's about what your body would do if you don't take care of yourself. Okay, so, I was going to say, you said it was much darker. I was wondering if it was like the lead character was Basophil. <laughs> they're all Basophils, and they're just the most emo body you've ever been in your entire right. life. Okay, so essentially, if you're like an obese smoker. Yes, exactly. So the first episode is smoking. So um, what you find is that uh, if you don't take care of yourself, there's a lot less active cells. So there's less people in this world. Um, you'll notice that like the platelets are kind of like jerks. They're like cute, but they're also like, get the hell out of my way, mother. And then like, that's the thing. And like the stomach is like cursing the body to be like, stop eating, damn you. Like, it's like Charlton Heston. Like it was my body all along. It was Subway. <laughs> I, you did not eat fresh. Like, I, I, it made me really, really. How did you make, I just want to point out, in what world did you ever think you would make you would make a Planet of the Apes and a Subway reference in the same sentence. That's how my brain works, man. You know? It's, it's all hard right, to keep all up, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. 
So, and um, yeah, everyone's just peed, pissed off all the time. It discusses right. issues of smoking, drinking, eating too much. But, and this is my favorite, and this is, I'm going to pick a pause on it. I had to watch the erectile dysfunction episode because, yes, there's a erectile dysfunction episode. Now, the first thing you need to know about this show is that the main characters are gender swapped. So red blood cell is actually like this meek, you know, dude with glasses and stuff like that. And the females is like big, busty, white, red, white blood cell who's just like really working hard. Right. And, um, and the erectile dysfunction is really funny because as you know, you know, unlike other animals, we don't, when we have a, an erection, when males have erections in this, in our world, it's mm-hmm. blood that occupies. Right. The, 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 the penis and therefore right. can cause the erection. So the way it shows it is like, you're doing your normal thing of like carrying your boxes and doing things like, there's like, that's it off to the dick. And everybody has to go down there and they're like, I've never done this before. What do we do? And everybody gets into like these giant tubes and they're just like pushing against the wall and it's going to expand and the erectile dysfunction, it fails. And there's like all these like really tired red blood cells, like hanging out of all the holes. Just like, uh. So, so that reminds me when when you were in um, when you went on your honeymoon in France, yes. did you happen to look at cigarette packaging? No, but I, is it the thing where like they show you an actual disease lung? Right. So, so like in the United States, while they're not allowed to have commercials anymore, I don't even know if they're allowed to have print advertising. Not advertising. No. Absolutely. Right. Uh, so they've really limited, it, but you can still. You can sell gear, you can have a logo, you can have colors. Also, if, like, if there's a subscription service, like they'll send you stuff for free, and that's how they kind of keep you. Right. Yeah. In Europe, um, you can have zero branding. So mm-hmm. Marlboro, uh, Parliament, every single brand that's in the U.S. is in Europe. However, they are on a black container mm-hmm. with the same font as one another because it's meant to be very plain. This is what it is. However, all of these packages show uh, negative side effects of smoking. So like they'll have like a diseased heart and a diseased Mm. lung. And then there's one for erectile dysfunction. And it's a guy in bed like, "Mm," and the girl's like disappointed, like staring at him. And I'm like, okay. And then (laughs) these Frenchmen just taking it out of their pocket like, I don't care. (laughs) now one more thing about this episode which is the craziest part of this entire franchise Mm -hmm. is you get introduced to sperm cells garrett now i'm going to chat you up the picture of how they represent uh (laughs) sperm cells in this show so i'm just put it in the chat feel free to open it and 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 explain it i'm going to show it on the video but explain what you're looking at to to the people out there <laughs> all right let's see here <laughs> talk us through what are you seeing when they, they show what a cell at work sperm cell is it looks like a piece of like white turd with a with like astro boy's head coming out of it like it looks like a Dairy Queen cone, but there's like a face at the bottom. Yeah. Go off and become men. And that's the line. And they're like, and they're just sad that they're not going out because of the erectile dysfunction. Like, you mean we can't leave? And then they do actually have it where like they 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 do ejaculate in this show. And all this per- all those little buggers that you see are like, wee! 
it's wild. So that is that is like the the scope. You said I know the scope of the scale of what sells at work has to offer. All right. So there are two of the questions that we ask every episode. I'm going to ask it now is, would you keep watching knowing that there's maybe another eight episodes on Netflix? You know, there's kind of like a finite ending to this show. It's not really long. There are other franchises, but would you, uh, would you continue watching Sells at Work? As a curiosity, yes. But if I'm limited like I am now in like my free time and what I choose for entertainment, no, it's not, it's, it's not something I would continue with. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was worth it for Netflix to buy it? Well, I mean, if you, you know, their strategy is just have more content than anyone else so that people always have something to watch. So I'm, I'm sure there was a number cruncher there. I mean, they just paid $450 million to release Knives Out 2 and 3. There are no, there are no scripts written. Wow. They literally just paid the money to guarantee mm-hmm. that movie theaters wouldn't get it and they will have those movies mm-hmm. forever. You know, That's they awesome. knew they were so smart. It doesn't matter. We've spoken it right. about Netflix ad nauseum, but right. sure, sure. Oh. If, if it came at the right price, load up on content, good or bad. They've right. proven that. There's certainly a lot of bad and there's a lot of great on there too. Right. So what we're going to do is what we do every week, which is our Weeb and Noob score. This show, this doesn't signify whether this show is good or bad because we want you to watch all anime at mm-hmm. all times, even good, bad, or indifferent. Right. Um, because even on a bad anime, you'll have fun time regardless. So um, what the Weeb and Noob score signifies is whether or not you should go ahead and watch it right away. It's kind of like priority or em- how much we emphasize how to watch it. For a Weeb, it's basically like... You know, I, I put my name to it. This is like of your weebness. This is like the top of your library is a high score. Low score is like you can put this away. There's other stuff like it. For a noob, it's basically it's hard to watch, hard to get into. It really doesn't really explain much of anime to it or really doesn't do anything special. So that's the kind of the way the score works. So Garrett, let's start with you. What would you give your noob score for Cells at Work? Six and a half. Okay. 6.5. Okay, go for it. What, what, what's the reason? Uh, solid animation, uh, lots of action. Okay, uh, um, okay, uh, story. I mean, it, every episode is a lesson. There's no, like, mm-hmm. at least in, through the first four episodes, I know that we talked about, like, that momentary flirtation between, like, Red Blood Cell and White Blood Cell, but I don't think that there can actually ever be a love affair there. So, like, you can't develop relationships like yeah. that. So it's just a series of lessons. Right. And so for that... Uh, it lacks like a thread of um, of plot for me to to make it interesting to want to revisit over and over. Right. I would give it a seven point five, and I kind of agree with your sentiment in that it's a very well done gimmick. Right. It's a gimmick essentially. This is a yeah. gimmick that's done well. It's it's very well researched. It does a really good job of representing what these things are, but it's not necessarily it, what it lacks is depth. Right. It, it doesn't have, it's not like a multi-layered story like Monster would be or like, or like, uh, you know, Full Metal Alchemist would be. You're not going to get that. As you said, it's going to start, it's going to end. It's not episodic. It doesn't really matter. Like, you know, it's going to end up where the body's okay at the end of it. Like, there's really not too much conflict. In right. that so for that reason, like, but as a weeb, I would say if you like some of the weird, the, 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 the like the Japanese tropes that you really like from things like. Uh, you know, the, the love interest and the Japanese humor and like how things are kind of portrayed. It's just worth at least a once, once look over just to be like, what the heck is this? And why did right. they make it? So right. um, uh, yeah, seven and a half, definitely watch it. It's on Netflix. So if you have a Netflix, it's like really quick to get through. 
Yeah. I would say go for it. You could even watch it at uh, two times speed if you wanted. <laughs> That's correct. And uh, as it's great to know everything that makes us, makes us human, ma- keeps us protected and safe and, and happy, it's also important to hear your thoughts. Was Cells at Work a kind of fun romp of a comedy that was just really fun to get through and you learn something as both educational and fun? Or was it just too jargony, just a little too kiddie-ish, maybe a little too episodic, kind of Saturday morning cartoon for your taste? Let us know in the comments below because we really want to keep the conversation going, especially for a show that's a Netflix exclusive that came out in the first batch. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Twitter at Weave underscore group, or you can follow us at Wamba Podcast, that's W-A-N-W-A Podcast on Instagram. You can also find us on anchor.fm slash Wamba Podcast, and please give us a five, 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 five-star review. It helps people see us. We want people to, you know, this little engine that could running, and it really helps. It shovels more coal into our engine, and it keeps us going down the track. Before we end this odd, inner odyssey of the inner space, Garrett, what are your final thoughts on cells at work? Today's episode is brought to you by Bowie Knives. Whether fighting streptococcus, bears, or just looking for a tight shave, Bowie Knives. <laughs> so we're gonna be eating our inner body sandwiches, we're gonna be slashing the throats of streptococcus, we're gonna be enjoying our tea break next to the sneeze machine, all in all to wish you all fantastic. See you next week. Take care, y'all.